episode 110 of the All the Book Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. And this week we might get in a little trouble because we're talking banned books. So yeah. it's, it's going to get real. It's going to get real up in here. Eric, how are you? Good. Great. Great. Anything, anything you want to talk about more? Uh, Did you do anything fun or life? exciting over the weekend? Uh, I watched a Star Trek show. No, I don't think that's so it. Oh, that... Can I... A little truth talk right now? A little truth I talk. I really hated gunning. that. I really hated that part one of uh, Star Trek Discovery, which yeah. is sad because anybody who's listened to this show knows that I'm a big Star Trek fan. And anytime I'm on schedule for a display, probably Spock's going to sneak into that display. Yep. But Star Trek Discovery, as much as I wanted Forbidden to like it... romances. Whew, I was not a fan. But I was referring to... A little trip we took to Syracuse to see Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah. Pretty exciting times. Yeah. I'd never been to the Syracuse Dome before, had you? We were friends on the run. We sure were. To see Paul McCartney. Yes, we were. Completely packed. Yeah. Totally packed. Yeah. It was insane to see that many people. Really? Yeah. But you've seen Paul McCartney. I know. I know. the times. I know, but it's just every time, you know, like something, something made me like look behind me and there was just... A million people. Was it's it like just, an ex staring from you angrily from the top? Yeah, of, yeah. that was it. There but he is. It's just the way, like, you know, everybody's, like, singing the same song. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I found the whole thing very moving. Yeah. I liked it. I'd say we were all singing a sad song and making it better. Okay. This, this is where you do Beatles puns over and over really? again. Really? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So that, you're not going to go along with that. I'm sorry. I'm Jeez, sorry. Jeez, sorry. I thought uh, I had the right so, audience in front of me. So if you're a, a McCartney fan, or you just like Syracuse... You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're a big fan of Syracuse. Parking was a pain. The concert was great. Very uh-huh. Beatle heavy set. Yeah, which was fun. I, yeah. I would have liked a little more wings in there. Yeah, truth be told. Sure, but uh, you were probably I really the only one it. out of our four person group who thought that. Probably, <laughs> probably. So, so what? How, what was your takeaway? It was great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't want to have to uh, bash Ringo Starr. Yeah. To talk about this, I don't think. But it's anyone. such a different show. Oh yeah. It, Ringo is just like I'm going to sit back and yeah. Drum a little bit. Yeah. You're going to sway. We're going to go home. Yeah. And Paul's like, I'm going to play as many freaking songs yeah. as I can yeah. in the next two hours. <laughs> I'm going to sing three hours. Yeah. going to sing your face off yeah. for the My next three hours. My encore is going to last for another 45 yeah, there's, minutes. There's really no comparison. I think they just go for different things. You yeah. Know? I think Ringo plays it smart. You know what I mean? Like oh. he, well, he knows he's not going to try to fill stadiums. He's right. not going to do some big grand uh-huh. show that's going to like blow your mind off musically. It's just uh-huh. going to be like fun. You're going to enjoy it. You're yeah. going to be snapping your fingers, and then like you're out in a cool ninety minutes. Yeah. You know, it's perfect. Whereas McCartney, yeah, I would have been content for him to keep going. Yeah, frankly, I was yeah. having a good time. Yeah, so I know I was because th- Bruce Springsteen is notorious for doing extremely long shows, like yeah. four hours wow. of shows. But I was thinking, like, oh, well, I guess if, like, you have such a strong set list yeah. as, like, a Bruce Springsteen or a Paul McCartney, yeah. like, the four hours is a lot easier yeah. than if you're at, like, an all-star band with right. a number from Toto. <laughs> Yellow Submarine, one more time. Yay! So, anyway, that is not book news. And since it happened in the past, it's really not news at all. It's New York news. But that's true. There we go. Regionally relevant. I was, I was a little disappointed because he was like, since we're in New York, let's do a special song. And then I was thinking, like, oh, he's going to do uh, Magneto and... Titanium Man. Yeah. He did not. No. He did. What was it? Day in the Life. Day in the Life. I didn't really get why he said that, but he did. Anyway, we have a a great assortment of Paul McCartney CDs here in the collection. We have all the Beatles U.S. albums. We have Pure McCartney, the career-spanning McCartney uh, CD set that came out, I think, last year. Mm -hmm. And we have some of his more recent output, too. So if this is wetting your whistle for a little McCartney, 
yeah. we've got. And we've got some Ringo Starr, too. Yeah. So check that out. Uh, it was requested that we mention this on the show because this is book news. It's author news, if you will. Okay. Uh, so Terry Pratchett passed away oh, yes. a while ago. We knew mm-hmm. that. Uh, we didn't report on this, but uh, Terry Pratchett has done what uh, all these other authors have been too afraid to do. And in his will, he had it so that all his unfinished novels were put on his, were taken from his hard drive and run over with a steamroller wow. in the middle of the street. So they have been destroyed. Wow. There will be no unfinished Terry Pratchett novels Look out. being released. Uh, so that happened, yes. It was a few Fridays ago. Well, there's a man who knew what he wanted. Yeah. There's no, there's no denying that. Yep. So, uh, it, according the picture, it has the hard drive just in like pieces as that steamroller just went right over it. Mm-hmm. So, wow. There you go. Okay. Well, so Michael Crichton did not ask them to run. He over didn't. Stuff. He yeah. didn't. And I think in hindsight that was a real mistake. Yeah. Uh, for more on that, see our posthumous Michael Crichton episode. Yeah. Let's talk book, Mark. Eric, what have you been reading? Have you been doing a lot of reading? Let me open up my bookshelf. Okay. You know what? I can go first. Why don't you also huh. look up how Vince Flynn's American Assassin movie is doing, what those numbers are like, because I don't think they're going to be good. Uh, I finished some things. I read Iron Man Believe, uh, a volume one of the Iron Man series. Sort of not Do the... Do you believe in life after love? Perfect. I didn't really like it, so yeah. I'm probably not going to continue on with that run. I always thought she was singing about Sonny Bono. Cher. Yeah. You thought Cher was singing about Sonny Bono. Possible. Sure. Like, he died, and, like, that was her song. She believed in life after love. Yeah. You know Cher gave Sonny Bono's eulogy? Just a weird fact. Yeah, so why is it weird that I... It's just a weird fact. As a kid... It's not weird. You have no sense of, like, uh, time as a kid. No, it's not weird. Like, I thought they were still together. Oh, no. Sadly. Sadly, they didn't make it. (laughs) Uh, Archie, volume four. This is the the Mark Wade Archie series. Wait, what did you like about Iron Man? I don't know. Just didn't catch I gave me. It four stars. I just didn't find it compelling. You're silly. I didn't really get into it. The next two volumes are really good. Okay. They're a two-parter. Well, I it's believe you. It's only a five-volume series. I believe you, you my read friend. You some crappy stuff that you don't like, and you're not going to read a good Iron Man story. I read the whole Matt Fraction run. Mm-hmm. I did, just, I guess I'm not going to start a new one. I kind of like the current one that's going. Uh-huh. I've only read the first two volumes of that, which we have in our collection, folks. Okay. Uh, Archie, volume four, anyway. Volume three was a bit of a letdown, because everybody was sort of separate. Everybody's back together. Good times were had by all. This is in our new young adult collection over in the young adult graphics. I, you haven't read these, right? Which ones? The Archies? No. Okay. Are no, you I ever going to? Do you think you will? Maybe. People could tell me I have to. I think you will. I think you'd enjoy them. Uh, and finally, I finished uh, American Assassin by Vince Flynn, which was written for the book club. Or, uh, sorry, chosen for the book club. Mm-hmm. Not written specifically by Vince Flynn. Okay. But these, these are kind of a weird... It's kind of a weird place in the whole Vince Flynn canon because you've got 14 Mitch Rapp books, right. right? Or maybe even more than that up there. And then American Assassin comes out and it's like a prequel. Uh-huh. It's the first, it's like Mitch getting recruited by the CIA and all Mitch. that. And then after that is a sequel to American Assassin. So it's like he sort of hit a point and then restarted and then um, died unexpectedly uh, right. from cancer. Uh, and then his series was then taken over by a different author, Kyle Mills. But anyway, American Assassin is sort of put out there as if it's like the first Mitch Rat book. And I read it and chose it for the book club thinking that was true. It's not. I mean, it's really not. It's chronologically the first. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those ones where if you don't know the character, if you're, if you're not like invested in the character, they don't give you enough to get invested in the character. So right. 
if you've been wanting to read these books, I I do not suggest starting with this one because okay. it it's one of those things where it's like you're used to a character in a familiar setting and with a certain amount of skills, and then you look back at an earlier time Very where he doesn't have those skills oh, yeah. when he's you know in yeah. a different setting. But if you don't have the the contrast, yeah. it's really not it doesn't work. So there wasn't really enough to sell it as like a book one, and I guess I don't really know that there'd be an I don't know it it to me seemed like kind of a flop for what it was mm-hmm. but maybe maybe Vince Flynn fans really got into it I don't know yeah but the movie starring Michael Keaton and Dylan O'Brien yeah Dylan O'Brien not getting great reviews how no. are the numbers looking bad reviews okay uh <clears throat> but movie only cost uh 33 million dollars to make and it's made 32 million dollars right now and it's okay. only been released in America and Canada at the moment so, uh, I mean, it, it will probably make twice its budget back. I don't think it's going to be, like, a crazy hit unless, mm-hmm. for some reason, it goes crazy overseas. Yeah. But usually when – I've heard the movie's a little xenophobic. Oh. And usually that doesn't help yeah. overseas. Yeah. I could see so, that from the book. Yeah. But uh, it's also an action movie, and sometimes those uh, do well overseas uh, just because of the translation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we'll okay. see. Maybe we'll get whatever the next book would be. Maybe unless we will. they go like Jack Reacher. Yeah, where they just go just all do over it. The place. They yeah. just do it for now. Fun. He's fifty years old. Yep. Speaking of Dylan O'Brien, though, they just released the trailer for uh, Death the Cure? Death Cure. Wow. The the third Maze Runner book movie. Uh, it's been del- it's been two and a half years since the last movie yeah. because Dylan O'Brien got into a serious accident. Yeah, on and they set. never really said what it was. He got like hit by a car. He got struck by a vehicle. Wow, and was like it was like very serious and hospitalized and everything. Um, and it just kind of seems like a long way because like when they make these young adult movies, it's like every- they come out almost like six months right, after the yeah. next one because you got to get them before the kids grow up and hit puberty. But or in the case of the Divergent series, they just get three movies in yeah, and they're like, I don't burn know. out. I don't know. So um, <laughs> that's but, crazy to me. Sorry, yeah. sorry to derail for a minute, but just to think about that. Yeah, huge best-selling book series, yeah. rabid fan base. Movies are just bad. You get three in, they decide yeah. not to do it, and there's like, there's not even any outcry. Yeah, you know, it's not even. There's not even like people being like, oh, I'm sure there are, but you never hear yeah. of a big group being like, give us our yeah. B- movie yeah. four. Have you heard? Movie so four's anyway. been confirmed. But yeah, you're right. I mean, this is a big. Yeah. Two and a half years is a big jump. I mean, those yeah. kids are not in high school anymore. It's going to be interesting because still on the budget talk or the box office talk, yeah. the first Maze Runner was like a big hit. Mm-hmm. And the second one made, I think, basically the same. Okay. So it didn't make much less than, right. but it didn't make any more. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting if this, how the third one does, yeah. especially because I think there's a lot less like young adult dystopian movies yeah. out at the time. It's true. So like, will it do better because there's nothing like that around at the moment? Yeah. Or has the, has that like genre kind of yeah. died, died out? Yeah. So I, I haven't watched the trailer, but apparently it's like kind of a Mad Max-ish okay. thing. So I'll, I'd probably watch it. Yeah. I'm planning on seeing it. So, but that's, I mean, once this is out, that's like it for all the stuff stuff that happened all at once you know the yeah. mortal instruments yes, i the... thought there were more i mean i know there are prequels but i thought there was a book four still in like continuity no that is a prequel oh it is all okay. the other ones are prequels I so believe. trilogy and then prequels the cool. uh not the death cure the other one is called something i can't i don't remember what it's called yeah. either so uh yeah that's okay so 
All right. So well, that's what uh, you've been reading. Yes, and I'm currently reading Lois Lane Triple Threat by Gwenda Bond. She sure I realized is. all of a sudden that I hadn't read this. Yeah. You know, I read the other two like right when they came out and I sort of forgot about this you know one. Who else so. hasn't read it? Who? Everybody. The world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't I have not seen this series take off in any form. So I'm surprised they've gotten three books out. It's just me and my sister-in-law yeah. reading them. No, they're doing. Um, they're doing that. <laughs> Shout out to Amanda. It, it dawned on me when Triple Threat came out. I'm like, oh, Double Down was book two, Triple Threat. So book four would have to be Quadruple yeah. Danger. Yeah, it, uh, it that dawned on me as well when you said it this very instant. Really? So, yeah, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So what was the first one called? Fallout. Fallout. So they couldn't yeah, do that. No. They couldn't do first Fallout. Yep. Yes, they could have. Yes, they could have. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, so what, I think I talked about planetary last time, so yeah, I don't have did. too much to talk. So this, is, all right. So I was reading uh, volume seven of a hundred bullets by Brian Azzarello. Oh yeah, it's called uh, it's volume seven called Samurai, uh-huh. and I'm reading it, and I'm kind of getting into it. That's good. Uh, it's a story about some of the characters being in prison and just uh, you know getting uh, fighting whatever you call it the status quo in the prison and everything, and. Then I start reading the scene. And I'm like, this seems familiar. And I'm like halfway done with this comic. <laughs> and I get on Goodreads and realize I had read this comic. And it had been sad. so long. And here's day. the thing. So there's two stories in this graphic novel. Okay. What happened last time is I found this prison story to not be interesting and just skim through it and didn't mm-hmm. read it really at all. And I liked the second story well enough mm-hmm. to give the book a three stars. Wow. This time I got really into the prison story. And then when I went got to the second story i'm like oh this is kind of this wow. kind of stinks so well, you're a fickle i had to, you're a fickle <laughs> I had to order volume eight right away i was yeah. like darn it you gotta get in there and i was like i gotta finish this series you and here i am it, it i mean it just shows you how yeah, uninvested i was you. last time it also shows you that if there's a book that you want to read out there folks that we don't have it we can get it yeah. via interlibrary loan that's the thing yeah we did have this in our system oh okay. and i interlibrary loaned it anyway uh <laughs> Wow. So, uh, but wow. <laughs> one book I interlibrary loaned that was cool is called, uh, it's a book called Half-Life 2, Raising the Bar. It's about the making of the video game Half-Life 2 and a little bit about the first Half-Life game. Sure. And a little bit about humanity. Yeah, that's about true. About all of us. Uh, that, the book is like super hard to find. You got to pay $200 on Amazon. Yeah. But because of interlibrary loan, yeah. I got it for free. Yeah. And it's a coffee table book. So really, yeah. I just got it for an afternoon. I, you know how I love the author Jack Finney. I'm, yeah. I'm sure I've told you this story, but for our listeners, Maybe. Uh, I love Jack Finney. I love uh-huh. Jack Finney's books and stuff. And I read a book about Jack Finney, and uh-huh. it listed all his works. And it was like he wrote these two plays, and they're presumed to be lost. No known copies exist. And I was uh-huh. like, whatever. And I sat down a World Cat, and I found libraries that had them, and I interlibrary loaned them, and I got them. And then you and stole I read them, them. Sold them for a million dollars. Yeah, I, I sold them for a million dollars. No, but they. I mean, it just right yeah. there. You know, like yeah. the book said, they don't exist, and I just. Took a look at the old library, and we got exactly what I wanted. This so. book came from a, uh, a college. Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, you know what I realized while I was reading this I would love to book? know. What? Uh, because I read a lot of nonfiction books about, like, yeah. the making of games. Too many, video, you Video argue. games yeah. and all this stuff. But I realized I, I'm a mutt. Genetically, I'm a mutt. Really? Okay, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and I wasn't raised in any like tradition hmm. you yeah. know what i mean i don't your have ears any are kind of saggy actually now thank that you. i look yeah. at you yeah got that <laughs> I, scruffy look to you thank you yeah. i like culturally but i have lovable. no like traditions wow. in in my family or anything wow. like there's no like we always have italian dinner we always you know what you celebrate are? these holidays what you're the great gonzo i'm the great gonzo you got right. no past but geek no future geek really. culture uh-huh. specifically like gaming geek culture yeah 
like I've been doing since I was a kid. Like or my earliest memories are playing Super Mario Brothers. So when I'm reading a book on like the making of these games, it's me like in the same way somebody's like, oh, so that's where this Italian tradition comes from. Mm-hmm. It's like the same. I'm doing like the same thing with these books. I see. So like when I'm reading the book about like the creation of the video game Doom and everything, I'm like, yeah. ah, this is where we came from. Well, you're a stranger in a strange land. What That's... are you gonna do? <laughs> I read Paper Girls Volume Three. Ooh, I like Paper Girls. Yeah, was it good? Yeah, it was good. The thing with this and that with Lois Lane a little bit too. I, I wish sometimes when they're gonna do these really long publications that they'd give you a little bit of a previously on. You oh know? yeah, because even even from the first to second Paper Girls, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh yeah, stuff happened. Yeah, well, as I found out, the problem with that with Paper Girls and also Saga yeah. is that Brian K. Vaughn, the writer, takes there's three months in between, uh, so he writes like five wow. issues in single issue form, takes five months, and then does it again. But because of the way publication works, we have to wait even longer. So sure. it's like nine months to a year yeah. before we get the next volume. So I'll be talking about Paper Girls. Enjoy your vacation, four. your majesty. Yeah, no kidding. Because uh, I looked, the next volume is only two issues in. So it's going to be forever until Paper Girls It volume. will be. It will be forever. So good for him, though. Forever He's got day. the money to do that. Yeah, I guess. I'd take a three-month vacation, I guess. No, I would be so bored. Well, I think maybe in I'd that three months he's writing other saga. stuff. Yeah, Saga <laughs> and other stuff, yeah. All right. Um, and then I'm, allow it. I'm getting so far in the three-body problem. Yeah. I think I've solved you. it. Big guy. Uh, my solution to the three-body problem? Yeah. Maybe take out a body. Yeah. Then you got two bodies, and that's fine. Well, I keep going. Down to one. One body. Well, How about it's, that? It's revolutionary. One body, it... one brain. Yeah. One light. One... Actually, there's a lot of lot of merit to the things you're saying. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, I also, yeah, One Love by U2. That's okay. good. All right. It's just called One by U2. Okay. I know. Yeah. Yeah, one love I think is Bob Marley. So okay, nice try. Yeah, uh, is that it? Do you for have you, any then? favorite ones? Uh, one is the loneliest number by Harry Nelson. Sure, pretty good. Great, yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. all right. That's all. Yeah, let's get off this topic. <laughs> our one spotlight is concluded. That, that was stupid. Yeah, <laughs> this has been our favorite ones. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, you want me to move us on? Yeah. Okay. I, I just I, those are what done. I read. You're done. All right. Have I done anything else? Oh, I watched the Defenders. Let's talk. That's page to screen. Let's hear it. Yeah, it is. It sure is. It was good. Okay. I didn't finish Iron Marvel's Fist. The Avengers based on the comic series, The Defenders. Incorrect. So Marvel's comic series, uh-huh. The Defenders, yeah. is actually a bunch of super strong characters yeah. made up of the Hulk, sure. Submariner, Silver Surfer, and Doctor Strange. And so it was these like... Beast. Sometimes Beast is there. Yeah, that was later. Namor. Uh, sometimes. Right. That's Submariner. Yeah. Sorry okay. about that. Okay. Sorry to call you out like I'm that. I'm sorry. But that... It was... Started in the 70s or or Uh late 60s. And it was these characters that, like, were too strong to be, like, on certain teams. They weren't on teams. but So, like, they made them fight huge, like, godlike problems that only, like... So, but then it changed, and you kind of got, like, these outsider characters, like Beast or Valkyrie or the Gargoyle. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they just took the name for the series because it sounds good. Yeah. I prefer... There was a comic book series so about the same thing. conceptually based on... Conceptually... The, de- the Defenders. The, uh, the idea of the sh- a ragtag group of... Yeah. The, uh, the, the show is the combination of Daredevil, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage, who have all had their own Netflix series, mm-hmm. and now they team up for a fun adventure Pretty for exciting. eight episodes. Pretty exciting. Um, in the com- th- this has happened before in the comics where like the street-level heroes have teamed up, and they called it Marvel Knights. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah, that's cool. But they call it Defenders, which is fine. Yeah. Um... It was good. It it didn't feel as like 
I don't know. It didn't feel as like big as it should have. And I don't just mean like in terms of like scale. Yeah. It just didn't feel like such a big deal yeah. as it could have. Right. So there was one fight scene in the third episode where they finally like meet up yeah. and they're like fighting some people in a hallway and stuff. And it's pretty fun. And I don't think the show ever got back that energy. No, that's sad. Uh, also, I'm biased towards Daredevil. I know you and are. And so every time people are like, let's spend some time with like, no. Yeah. Go back to Daredevil. You just want Daredevil. So. Uh, we do have some classic defenders in the collection here. So if you want to see, if you want to see the original stuff, and we've got it. We have Iron Fist Comics. Yeah. Jessica Jones. Sure. Daredevil. Yeah. And some Luke Cage. Do we have Luke Cage? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's I in a lot it was of all the lost. Okay. Yeah, I can never figure out what the Luke Cage single issues like single solo series are. There's not a great just standalone like Luke yeah. Cage series. Um yeah. but he's in some of the Avengers. He's in a lot of the yeah. Avengers stuff we have. Okay. So, yes, Luke all Cage right. is here. Pretty good. Yeah. All right, well let's take a look over at some book news. Okay. Uh no updates on the National Book Award. Okay. Shortlist is going to yeah. be a while. Yeah. But if you want to look at that again, nationalbookaward.org yeah. uh-huh. if you want to read some of those. Uh, so you can be prepared for that. Let me tell you some of the books we have coming out in the next couple of months. So these are just just announced titles that you can look for uh, late November. Uh, boy, speaking of the uh, using numbers to title your books, we have the queen of that, Janet Ivanovich. Oh, yeah. Uh, back with Stephanie Plum in Hardcore 24. So Catherine Heigl, call your agent. 23 more movies. I don't think Catherine Heigl's agent's taking calls anymore. I don't think anybody's taking Catherine Heigl's calls. Or Catherine Heigl. Remember that show that didn't happen? I remember a couple of Catherine Heigl the, shows that didn't the happen. The one where she was going to like, she was like in charge of like an anti-terrorist organization. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to find the person who killed my husband. Yeah. And kill them. Yeah. It was like two episodes. Yeah. Not that like, good. Wow, Catherine Heigl's I've heard BA. very good things about this movie, that it's actually a good adaptation of these books. And the book club just always raves about how funny these books are. One, um, for, but you, they one say, for the money. One for the money. But they say that they're dirty. Oh. So. Yeah. Do with that what you will. Hardcore 24 by Janet Ivanovich coming out November. The Jersey Girl Hits Hard mm-hmm. 24-7. Hey, could you hand me that Janet Ivanovich book real quick? Yeah, here you go. Thank you. Uh, the blockbuster Stephanie Plum <laughs> series continues with Hardcore 24 from New York Times bestselling oh Janet Ivanovich. That was not a very informative uh, In a station wagon for you. All right. All right. <laughs> hand it over. Okay. <laughs> But anyway, that's what, that's what you've got. If you're a fan of this series, I think you know what you're getting into. If you're not a fan of this series, it's weird you're starting at 24. Yeah, what true, are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Hey, Put can you that down. Me that Christine Feehan book real quick? Som- no way. I can't trust <laughs> you with that. Sometimes when people come to the desk uh-huh. and they like pick up like a book two or a book three, uh-huh. and I'll be like, well, that's book two or book three. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I don't care. And I'll be like, yeah. well, here's book one. Like, this one really won't make sense without it. And they're like, it's fine. This one looks interesting. I'll yeah. just read that. It's really hard for me not to be like, I'm sorry. No, you can't have that. Go pick up book one. Yeah. Check it out and get out of my sight. So first Animorph book I ever read. Okay. Number six. <laughs> <laughs> but those alternate primary characters, right? So. Yes. Uh, but it was still the sixth one. And they do explain it, everything. Yeah. Okay. But there was a lot of stuff that had I read the first five books, right. I would have understood it more. Right. Like Axe was there. Yeah. They're explaining aliens and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, first book, yeah. First book I read was six. I think after that, I read maybe book five. Okay. And then two. 
Yeah. And then I got to one. My niece did that with the Warrior Cats accidentally. That's but that would be crazy. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I just need to read the numbers. But yeah. like w- the Warrior Cat series is like they're all over. Yeah. They're yeah. they're they're Little done in six stories. book sagas. So yep. did she read like book five of Dawn of Clans and book three of the Secret of Paws? And I think once she figured out she was in a series, she went back and read the first book of that series. Not nice. like Warrior Cats one. No. But it's hard. Those are hard books to follow. Yeah. I always hate when I'm on that desk and somebody asks me about it. It's like, do you have the next one? And I'm like, ah. Does it have an angry looking cat on the cover? Yeah. Uh, right. First Beatles record I ever listened to was Ram. That's Paul and Linda McCartney. It's not a Beatles album. Yeah, it was, so. it was a very different than when I listened okay. to the next one. Well, we don't have to. It's fine. All right. Also coming in November, uh, just in time for Christmas. What? Yep. Christmas read The Noel Diary by Richard mm. Paul Evans. King of Christmas. Yeah. Title, title he shares with Johnny Mathis. In this yeah. new. <laughs> New holiday-themed novel from the number one New York Times best-selling author of The Mistletoe Promise and The Walk. Mm-hmm. A man receives the best Christmas present he could ask for. A puppy. A puppy. The chance to rewrite history. the past. The puppy history. The history of his puppy will never, <laughs> never be the same. He's going to stop that tale from getting docked, and that's... Oh, my God, yeah. Merry Christmas. This could get very sad very easily. It could be. Yeah. I don't actually think this is about a dog, so I don't want to mislead people. It's about okay. a man named Jason, uh-huh. who's, I guess, traveling through time because of Christmas. I've got to tell you, I've never read a Richard Paul Evans, but I think it's about time. And if I'm going to read one, it's going to be a time-traveling yeah. book about Jason trying to save his dog's tail. <laughs> which again is not what this is about. Right. Here's a weird one uh-huh. that I selected. Uh-huh. One, because it's your crush... Uh, writing a book okay. with somebody. My crush? With an unlikely ally. It's not James Patterson. So Heather Graham. Oh, yes. Author Heather Graham. The author Heather Graham. Yes. Working with beloved teen, uh, teen actor Chad Michael Murray from what? such hits as Gilmore Girls uh-huh. and One Tree Hill. Who was he in Gilmore Girls? He was Tristan. The, I guess that means Jerky guy at... Rory's school early on. Then he left for uh-huh. One One Tree Hill. Uh-huh. Then he hung out on One Tree Hill for a while. Now he's hooked up with Heather Graham. And I apologize for that choice of words because I think they're just writing together. Okay. I don't think they have a romance in real life. Okay. But American Drifter by Heather Graham uh-huh. and Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. New York Times bestselling author Heather Graham has teamed up with celebrated actor and celebrity icon. Celebrated. Slow down. Icon. Slow down. <laughs> Chad Michael Murray to weave a tale of passion and mm-hmm. danger in the captivating romantic suspense American Drifter. Weird. So he played Tristan and Tristan is sold. Huh? Nope. Nope. That was, that was James Franco. Uh, I'm going to read this whole thing. All right, so buckle in. Uh, A young veteran of the U.S. Army, River Roulet, is struggling to shake the horrors of his past. War is behind him, but the memories remain. Desperate to distract himself from the images haunting him daily, River abandons the world he knows and flees to the country he's always dreamed of visiting, Brazil. Rio de Janeiro is everything he hoped for and more. In the lead-up to Carnival, the city is alight with music, energy, and life. Mm-hmm. With a few friends at his side, River seems to be pulling his life together at last. Then he meets the enchanting Natal, an impassioned journalist and free spirit who lives with the gangster that rules much of Rio. Look out. Mm. As their romance blossoms, River and Natal flee together into the interior of Brazil, where they are pursued by the drug lord Tio Amato and his men. When River is forced to kill one of those men, the chase becomes even deadlier. Not only is the powerful sadistic drug boss after them this guy gets more adjectives every time he's referenced the brazilian government is on their trail as well will the two lovers escape and will river ever be free of the bloody memories that haunt him eric are you in 
Are you in? No. Are you yes. going to read yes. this? You yes, are? I am. As a book 100%. supporter. No, I'm not. I'm in. I'm not reading it. Okay. All right. All right. I, I uh, just thought I should support stuff to okay. get people to read more. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's very commendable. Finally, uh, in large print. So if you're a large print fan, and here's, I don't actually think we have this in standard print. So this is wholly new for us. The Driver by Hart Hansen coming out in large print. Michael Skellig is a limo driver waiting for his client in the alley behind an upscale hotel. Like Logan. Yeah, he spent the past 28 hours ferrying around Bismarck Avila, a celebrity skateboard mogul who isn't going home anytime soon. Suddenly the wind begins to speak to Skellig in the guttural accent of the Chechen torturer he shot through the eye in Yemen a decade ago. Yeah. That took a turn. Yeah. That took an unexpected turn. (laughs) Trouble, trouble, trouble. Skellig has heard these warnings before. He's an Army Special Forces Sergeant, whose limo company uh-huh. is staffed by a ragtag band of wounded veterans, including his Afghan interpreter, right. and he knows to listen okay. carefully. One guy has an eye patch. Okay. Uh, one guy, uh, dys- dyslexia, but he's overcome it. Okay. Uh, another guy, uh, he's he's trying to find his okay. wife. Okay. After she left him uh-huh. and didn't say where she he she right. was going. Right. Can he also speak to her as if she's there? Yes. Okay. Yes, I All think right. so. Let me just let me take you through the end of this. Now Skellig runs inside just in time to save Avila from two gunmen, but too late for one of Avila's bodyguards, mm-hmm. and wakes up hours later in the hospital, mm-hmm. the only person of interest in custody for the murder. Complicating matters further is the appearance of Detective Delilah Grupman of the LAPD, gorgeous and brash, for whom Skellig has always held a candle. As for Avila, he's willing to help clear Skellig's name under one peculiar condition, that Skellig becomes Avila's personal chauffeur. A cushy gig for any driver, except for the fact that someone is clearly trying to kill Avila. And Skellig is literally the only person sitting between Avila and a bullet to the head. There's more twists and turns in that than an ampersand. I know, it went all over the place. It went all, yeah, it was pretty good. It went all over the place. I know. Someone's trying to kill Bob Vila, I think is what I got there. Yeah. So yeah. look out, Bob. Yeah. Drive that tractor out of here. Actually, all that that made me really want to just go back and rewatch Logan. Okay. Because he was a limo driver in that go movie. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're going to watch it in black and white this time? I'm sorry. I opened the door for that. You don't have to rant about black and white Logan. Noir Logan. What? What would I rant about? You don't like Did it. Did I rant about it before? Yeah, about how you don't like that they do that, and you can just change the settings on your TV as yes, if that's anybody true. knows that. I, it's just, it is just funny when they're like, we're doing it. Yeah. We're, we're making it so you can watch it black and white. I'm like, I yeah. could always do that yeah. for $10 less. I don't know how to do that. Really? How to change the TV black and white On your setting. TV, you just go But to... that's neither here nor okay. there. You know what is here, I though. used to watch Everybody Loves Raymond in black and white hey, for Eric. that uh, retro feel. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Uh you can't read the New York Times bestseller list. Do you know why? Why? I'm banning them. Oh, for Ban Book Week. Yeah. But can I still read it for the show? I will lift the ban for okay, this. Okay, thank yes. you. Uh, yes. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about our favorite books that we have banned. Mm-hmm. So Nick has a few books he's banned. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a few books I've banned. Mm-hmm. Gonzo. Yep. Get out. Yep, forget it. That's not true. We're not banning books. Yeah. What's, what's, the, what's the book you've been most happy to ban? That I've been most happy yeah, yeah. to ban. Yeah. I, there's so many. Yeah. I mean, it's just, a, it's a yeah. big pile. Yeah. You know, so I'll just grab one at random, I guess, okay. and, and say that. I banned so. a uh, Gilmore Girls uh, television adaptation. Did you? Yep. Oh, did you? The, the book, yeah. It's called I Do, Don't I? Ah. Uh, banned. Here's here's a funny little story about banning books. Oh. Not really banning <laughs> books, but um, when I worked at the... At the <laughs> 
at the Houghton Sorry. College Library. Oh yeah, there was students who would go and take the books that they disapproved of. Yeah. and hide them. Yeah, so do with that what you will. They sound dumb. Censorship's not great, but let's read the New York yeah. Times bestseller list. Okay, uh, number ten. Uh, oh wait, so I'm on the New York Times bestseller list for hardcover young adult fiction. Oh, young adult. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Let's see. Uh, Lady Midnight at number 10. Mm-hmm. Banned. Cassandra Clark. Get out of here. Number nine. I hate everyone but you, Nick. See you later. Wait. That's kind of nice for you. Yeah, it is really nice. Hey, everybody else. I don't. I'm that's the not only true. One. No. I'm the only one that can get through to this big lug. <laughs> uh, number nine is I Hate Everyone But You by Gabby Dunn and Allison Raskin. Look at this. Gabby Dunn debuting and she's already using a co-author. <laughs> What are you going to do? (laughs) A tale of two best friends documented through text and emails. Hold up. Oh, boy. That, sir, has never been done. It's never been done. That's the most original thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Oh, what about this? Ooh, yeah. Never been done. (laughs) (laughs) Number number eight. Once and for all by Sarah Dessen. You know what? What? Banned. Let's get out of here. Get out of here, Sarah Dessen. Get out. Number seven, They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. I think we should let this one stay. Yep, okay. Uh, through an app, two young people meet up on the last days of their lives. Banned. Yeah, banned now. <laughs> <laughs> so, number six, One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. Hey, Nick, yeah. this book is banned. Are you lying? I don't know. One of Us is. <laughs> oh, darn it. Uh, number five, Lord of Shadows by Cassandra Clare. You know what? She's already got one book on this list. Banned. Banned. Get out. <laughs> Number four, Wonder Woman, Warbringer by Leah Bardugo. Uh, Bardugo. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to try to ban Wonder Woman. I don't she think you should. She would cut my head off. She certainly would. Uh, so Diana, I haven't actually read the description of this. Diana, princess of the Amazon, saves a descendant of Helen of Troy, and together they fight to save both of their worlds. You know what? Ban. No. Call me Ares. My wife is reading this right now. Yeah. I'm, oh, no. I'm the Greek god of banning. Hello, I'm Ares. I've come to ban your book. Oh, is that a slice spoil? <laughs> Look at my little mustache. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> uh, number three, Bernie Sanders' Guide to Political Revolution by Bernie Sanders. Bernie, banned. Get out of here, <laughs> Ch- Bernie. Children, gather around for a minute. Banned. <laughs> <laughs> no, just hear what I have to say. <laughs> uh, number two, new this week, War Cross by uh, Marie Lu, writer of such books as Legendary, yeah. And uh, the young society, young isn't, elites. Isn't she? Isn't she on tap to write one of these new DCYA books? I believe that is true. Yeah, I think she's maybe writing the Batman one. Yeah. Well, in this case, I feel bad for her because she's banned. Oh no! And number one, <laughs> the Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Twenty nine weeks at number one. Wow! And one week being banned. Yep, <laughs> banned right here. Um, Look, we're not we're not really banning books. That, Do we need to put a disclaimer that we're not really banning books? The Hate You Give was also on the list for National... What was the one we just read last week? National Book Award? Oh, yeah, National Book Award, yeah. So that's Long there. list. Uh, it's the, long-listed, Sweet Cheeks. Am I Sweet Cheeks? I guess. All right, hey, uh, we're on the adult hardcover fiction section. Oh, okay. I will say that if you were counting all adult fiction, including ebooks and everything, yeah. It by Stephen King is at number two. So it's doing pretty well there. He's having mm-hmm. a, he's having a year, well, is, except yeah. for the Dark Tower. Yeah, except for the, but in in the year is so good that nobody really cares that the Dark Tower was like a weird yeah, nobody's 90s talking about it anymore. And really, TV pilot. He's not making money off the Dark Tower. He's making money off all the royalties of people buying the Dark Tower books. True. So he probably yeah. did okay there for a while. Yeah. Does he get a little a little coin from everybody buying a Pennywise wig? I don't know. Or does those, do those go directly to Louise Penny? I can oh never yeah. Remember which yeah. way that works? Yeah, that's true. But. Yeah. Maybe they split uh, it. Yeah. 
Hey, do you want to go for a walk down Louise Penny Lane? <laughs> that sounds good. Thanks. Uh, all right. No more Louise Penny jokes here. You're right. Uh, Banned. Banned. <laughs> so the hardcover fiction for adults, uh, we've got a lot of new stuff here. It, a lot of uh, upheavals. Because look at this. Camino Island, number 10. You're on so, your way out, Johnny G. Yeah. Not only is it on start, his way out, he's banned. You better start updating your resume because yeah. your book's about to drop off the top 10 list. What's it? Well, he has a new one coming out next week. That's true. So, <laughs> doesn't the he? Rooster no, not Barn. Rooster, rooster Bar. Rooster Bar and Grill. No, Rooster Bar. Rooster Bar. Bar. Roostaboo. Bar. Bar for. <laughs> okay. What is, this is such a weird thing. Thank you. Number nine. Why is for yesterday? Yeah. Speaking of, Paul McCartney. He All sang yesterday. All these seems so far away. Did he sing yesterday? Yes. Okay. Uh, it was the first song he started with on his encore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. I guess he's got to sing yesterday. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. I guess I would have also been disappointed had he not sang Let It Be. Which he did. But as my wife pointed out, he did not sing The Long and Winding Road. No. So. No, he did not. What you going to do? Uh, by Sue Grafton. Uh, that's why for yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we got one coming out after Boy, that. Speaking of dusting off your resume. Yeah. Susie Q, you're in trouble. Yeah. Capital A, lowercase a, is for yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Aaron. She can't do the number thing because that's already yeah. that's taken. Janet yeah. Ivanovich would... Freak out if yes. she started doing yes, she that. Would. So, uh, number eight, new this week, Enigma by Catherine Coulter. Hey, mm. I'm thinking about going as Edward Enigma for Halloween this year. I like it. Edward Enigma is got of the course build. the the Riddler. The Riddler. Yeah, you didn't have to just point out that I have the build. There are some people you got a good Riddler thing going on. Yeah, but there are people who have only ever heard us. Yeah, like maybe our Australian listeners. Oh. And they've been like, that Eric, he sounds like a very, like, muscular, beefy kind of surfer guy. Hey, I want to give you props for not trying to do an Australian accent when you did that. <laughs> I think yeah, that yeah. was a really smart Well, I want to keep any Australian listeners yeah, we you have. Wanna, you don't want to tick them off. No. Uh, they seem so, like a hearty people. The Australians. Sure. Yeah. They live with eight of the most, the, the eight of ten Two. of the deadliest animals yeah. on the planet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, see, I stopped myself from doing an Australian accent right there, Good too, for about... You. Living Good on for you. a continent with eight of the ten deadliest yeah. animals. I'm glad you did. Uh, it's killing me now not to do one. Yeah, it's so, after after we turn off the mics. Okay, uh, so Enigma by Catherine Coulter, FBI agents Savage and Sherlock team up with Cam Witter and Jack Cabot to capture an international criminal to son, solve a jo- ah, John Doe case. <laughs> you said every other word wrong. Yeah. Word right, word wrong. Word right, so word Savage wrong. So Savage and Sherlock. Yep. And they're teaming up with Cam Witter and Jack Cabot. Yeah. Who are these characters that they're teaming up with anybody? Big team up. Yeah. It's a okay. colossal uh, team up. They're, they're the new defenders, basically. Number <laughs> number seven, Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste oh, geez. NG. That is not How what you want. How do I say want. that name? It's the last name is capital N, lowercase g. Maybe you just say NG. All right. Celeste NG. Okay. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, it does. Uh, an artist with a mysterious past Formerly and a disregard for the status quo upends a quiet town outside Cleveland. So, His name? Don Draper. Prince. Prince. You think this is about <laughs> Prince? Yeah. As played by Don Draper. Sure. He could do it. Yeah. John Hamm's I'm treasure. Prince now. Yeah. <laughs> it was easier to pretend to be Prince in the 60s. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Number six, secrets. What? You have something to say about Prince? No, nothing. Oh. No. Number six. Do you want to sing the Batman song? I, by it, Prince? Isn't it just like yeah, it's just quotes like from the movies? Film and the, lyrics. Yeah. Prince dancing around. Yeah, he doesn't say anything, right? Don't He's not like... Yeah. It's not like, do the bat dance, do the bat dance, bat I dance. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. There's a song by the Chili Peppers called The Fat Dance. 
He's like, do the fat dance, do the fat dance. And if you okay. switch that out with bat. Then you have, yeah, you have your answer. Bat right dance. Number two, okay, we got to move on for that. Number six, Secrets and Death by J.D. Robb. If I had to choose one of them, uh-huh. I think I'd go with Secrets. Although Secrets can really eat away at you to the point of death. Yeah. So secrets. either way, you're heading nowhere fast. Yeah. You know who took Secrets with him in death? I'd love to know. Terry Pratchett. Yes, he did. Yeah. We're never going to read his like mishmash romance sci-fi that he was going to do. That's true. So uh, Number five, <laughs> A Legacy of Spies by John Le Carre. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you read these books? Have you ever read any of his? No, work? I've picked up Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy a time or two. Oh, that's him. Okay. They're very dry. Uh, well, Peter Gilliam, formerly of the British Secret Service, is pulled out of retirement to defend intelligent operations during the Cold War that resulted in the deaths of people close to him. All right, new this week, The Romanoff Ransom by Clive Cussler. Wow. And Robin Burcell. I don't think there's ever been a fictional uh, book written about the Romanoffs, like what happened to the Romanoffs. It's got to yeah. be the very first. Yeah. Never happened before. Uh, hey, thanks for not going with me on that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> thanks for just looking confused. Uh, yeah. Did you want me Have to like... Have you heard there's a rumor in St. Petersburg? Yeah. Heart, don't fail me now. <laughs> Go on. Somebody get Christopher Lloyd on the yeah. line. In the dark of the night, <laughs> evil fighter. That was fighter. That's actually really impressive, that Christopher Lloyd you just did. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> that was good. Um, so Sam and Remy Fargo... Okay. What you looked at me really weird there. No, I didn't. I oh, did you want me to say Sam and Diane? Maybe. Sam and Diane from no, Cheers. That's not them. Search for two missing filmmakers in North Africa and uncover a group seeking to create the Fourth Reich. That is going to test their relationship yeah. like nothing yeah. else. They're you, very different people, yeah. Sam and Diane. Yeah. So. So which one? Who, I I don't know. I don't know enough you about don't know Cheers, enough of Cheers or, to make a Sam the, Diane joke. Or the Fargo. You know what? You banned. Yeah. Oh, it's just band your, Eric week. Take your things and go. I can yeah. finish this alone. What is your favorite band, Eric? My favorite band, Eric. Yeah. The really zany one. The three Mountain Dews in Eric. <laughs> you yeah. like to ban him. Yeah. You, yeah. you got to get him out. <laughs> if you got breakables in your house, you got to get him out. That's true. I have broken a few lamps that didn't belong to me. In I'm my sure life, you have. So yeah. sometimes there's an overhead lamp above me. Yeah. And I get really excited and I forget about the overhead yeah. lamp above me. And I go, let's go. You know, and I put my fist up mm, and I punch the lamp. And people are like, are good. you okay? I'm like, I'm fine, but you might need a new lamp. Yeah. And then I, I love it. I roll out. You, you're familiar with my brother, Steve. Uh, occasionally. The, Actually, on the I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm only familiar with him uh, from listening to the podcast. To the All the Books podcast. Yeah. Well, you may not know it, but Steve's got a scar on his face right there under his lip uh-huh. from when he was like an infant. He was under a lamp like that and he had a toy and he just like <laughs> went up in the air and it shattered into a billion pieces, rained glass down, cut his little face. That's a terrible now story. He's, now he's got a scar. You know what? But it's a it's a cool scar. Okay. So see if you're listening. I feel I feel bad enough scar. about that now okay. that I think we can allow him on the show one more time. We can come back to talk about Jack Reacher with yes. us. Okay. Yes. After that, he's banned. Banned. Yep. Banned, banned. Steve Week. Banned Steve uh, Week. Number three on the New York Times bestsellers list, which we're going to be here forever yeah, now. Yeah, we're never going to get out of this. Uh, Enemy of the State by Kyle Mills, writing hey, for Vince Flynn. Writing for Vince Flynn. Yep. This is it. Yep. This is a Mitch Rapp book. Yep. Hey, my name's Mitch, and I'm here to say Vince Flynn's gone. So say hi to Kyle today. That was. <laughs> I, like, hey. I was expecting it to be bad, but I uh-huh. sort of thought that it would still like fit the meter. That's a Mitch rap. You added so many. 
You added so many more syllables into that rap. It's like you don't understand the concept of syllables. Yeah. All right, I'll just I'll just wrap the uh, the description of this book. Okay. Vince Flynn's character, Mitch Rapp, leaves the CIA to go on a manhunt when the... Oh, jeez, I'm tired. That is terrible. Do that again. Hey, now, you know what? I'm going to edit this out. Here's a weird coincidence. Speaking uh-huh. of Steve, and I Rapp. just got a text from Steve this very moment saying, Hey, Nick, have you seen It yet? Well, I'm not going to text him back. I'm just going to say, Steve, I have not. Uh, I'm terrified. Probably will never see it. Yeah. Uh, if you see it, you can tell us about it when you come on the Jack Reacher like, episode. Tell us about it. I don't want to know. Okay. He can say if he liked it or not, but I do not want him we'll to tell to us about it. We'll have to talk a little bit about it when we get to the no. Halloween episode. No, no, okay. no, no, no. All right. Well, what do you care? You're banned. <gasps> uh, because of the rapping? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Number two, The Girl Who Takes an Eye for an Eye by David Lagerkrantz. That's an awkward name for a book. Writing for... What was the original name of the author? Oh, Stig Larson? Is this a... Yes. This a dragon tattoo book? Well, hold on. Maybe not. Okay. Uh, yes. It's a Stig Larson millennium book. Whew. I was touch and go for a uh, minute there. Elizabeth Salander... I was on the edge of my teams seat. ...teams up with an investigative journal to uncover the secrets of her mm. childhood. I'm Daniel Craig. So, yes. I hate making movies. Arr. Nick's doing a lemon face yeah. uh, and also kind of shrinking his body into yeah. the form of a potato right. to do a great Daniel Craig impression. Yep, he's, Daniel Craig. For just me, he's still doing the lemon make face. Eyes check. closed. Give me a million lip. dollars to make a movie. I'm so angry. Yep. The end. Yes. That's it. Boy, hold on. Hold on. All right. What are you doing? Get, keep doing your Daniel Craig impression. But why? What? But I've already done it. No, do it again. What else would Daniel Craig say? If I said, "Hey, Daniel Craig, we need to do a sequel to Girl with the Dragon Tattoo." Stupid sequel! I don't want to do a sequel. I want to do whatever I want. All right. There's a bit. Uh... That went a little Mick Jagger. Yeah, I, could I was about feel to say that right you were there. doing yeah, the rooster. a little bit. I was so, like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We All will right. be posting though. All right. Hey, guess what? This is an audio medium. Yeah, I put, that's why I took a picture. Oh, good. Okay, thank so you. So we can post it uh, so people sure know it's a what great Daniel picture. Craig looks like. I'm sure it's a great picture. Uh, I'm just going to go home to Rachel Vice. Yeah. Just kiss her for hours, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Is he married to Rachel Vice? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He oh. hates it. Yeah, I, he, he probably does. He, he yeah. wishes he doesn't ha- didn't yeah. have to be married, but yeah. Yeah, he's got he's to. He's just got to be married to one of the most beautiful women in the world. What are you going to do? So he doesn't want to... Be married to her. He doesn't want to be in the James Bond movies. Hey, I'm asking for a friend. Are we still talking about the New York Times bestseller Number list? Number one on okay. the New York Times bestsellers list. Here it is. For hardcover fiction. It's been a long road to get here. The columns. Uh, the, sorry. I, I was just. I don't know. My brain turned off. I'm it's so okay. sorry. I'm no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, a Column of Fire by Ken Foliot. Oh, no. Is this the Pillars of the Earth? Three Lovers, Ned Willard, and Marguerite Fitzgerald find themselves on opposite side of a conflict between English Catholics and Protestants while Queen Elizabeth fights to maintain her throne. Is it? Is it Pillars of the Earth 3? Uh, is that... Th- would it be 3? There is a second one, World Without End. Yes, then I do not know. <laughs> I'm going to look that up real quick. I okay. can't believe he's doing it number one. Yeah, me neither. That seems like a big deal. Century Trilogy did pretty big business for it's him. It's the third book in the Kingsbridge series. And serves as a sequel to The Pillars of the Earth wow. and World Without End. There you go. So if you are somebody who liked those books, congratulations. Congrats. You, made, you, read, that, you read that first one. Yeah. You sure did. Yeah. All right. Are we ready? Are we ready you know to what? move on? I think we okay. are ready. Okay. Well, uh, as we've laid a few subtle hints, I think, we're going to be discussing banned books. Yeah. Now, the term banned books is sort of like just become that a popular banned. slang. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. But it is kind of a misnomer because we're not really in a situation where books are 
banned, like They're stopped from challenged. being published and rounded up yeah. and destroyed. It's really schools that that just happened. Yeah, yeah. It's ch- challenge would be a more accurate term, but in the you know in the vernacular, yeah. it's it's just become yeah. a thing. I often books. challenge books to a combat of death. Do you? Yes. Really? And then if they lose. Banned. Banned. Okay. Yeah. We've got a couple of displays here in the David A. Howe Public Library. We've got one in the children's room. Yeah. Uh, expl- I like that one. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So we have some banned books in the children's library. Yeah. Man. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Well, no. I like how they're no, all wrapped. No, we, we've, uh, we've wrapped them yeah. up. Uh, our children's librarian, Kate, yeah. has wrapped them up in uh, brown, brown paper. bags. Yeah. Um, so that you can't see the titles, and she's written on them why they're banned. Mm. Uh, so it's interesting. A lot of different it is. funny reasons. Here over uh, on the adult side, we have uh, an assortment of sort of the top, the ones that... Uh, the big classic Yeah, ones. the big the, <laughs> the big banned books. The, the Great Gatsby, yeah. the uh, Kill a Mockingbird, the stuff that has been banned for years and yeah. years and years. It always shows up. And yeah. also always checks out. It's yeah. weird that when you ban something, people yeah. then want to read it. I, to this day, feel like if people would have read The Da Vinci Code and been like, eh, whatever, yeah. we would not have a fourth yeah. Robert Langdon movie That's true. bombing yeah. in yeah. theaters. I hope uh, that if I ever write a book, yeah. that it also gets banned yeah. from, a, I, from something. I so hope that, it does, too. So that I can then write it. Hey, listen, the I'll, I'll work effortlessly, tirelessly to, ban any to make sure that anything you write is never read by other oh people. Oh, my gosh. That's a that promise. That sounds like... That's a promise. It, that sounds like you're going to keep me from being published, period. Have you seen the movie Misery? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, anyway, so we're going to be talking about... You're Kathy Bates. I am. <laughs> we're going to be talking about banned books today. So there's a lot of resources on the internet that I'm you James can find Conner. out. We have some stuff here in-house you can take a look at. But if you're curious about the topic, want to know a little bit more about the history, mm-hmm. uh, what's been done to sort of counteract that, yeah. you can. there's a great website, bannedbooksweek.org. Mm-hmm. They've got all sorts of information about it. You can also follow them on Twitter at bannedbooksweek. Yeah. A lot of information in it there. So last there's, year... There's a great uh, The Wings song called Banned Books. Books on the run. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's not the wings. It's just <laughs> wings, and it's called band on the run, not man on the run like you thought. I said band books. Not on band the run. books on the run. That, that's so funny. Listen, there's a time for tomfoolery. Okay. So just fix your microphone stand. I fixed it. All right. You didn't have to let people know. About I that. did have to let people know. Last week we talked about the heavy hitters of band books. Last week? Year. Last year, Eric. Oh I think you know what I meant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So this year we want to talk about the the most challenged books of twenty sixteen. Uh, that's right. That's right. Band Book Week, of course, runs September twenty fourth through September thirtieth. So we're right in the thick of it right now. Yeah, the Robert thick of yeah, it. Yeah. So a lot of these are YA. So Band Book Weeks itself was launched yeah. in nineteen eighty two in response to a sudden surge in the number of challenges to books in schools, bookstores, and libraries. Yeah, it's uh, weird as as we keep getting smarter, we keep getting dumber. We do in a lot of ways. Yeah, we do. I don't know if I've shared this. Uh, on the podcast or during our banned book weeks. I think banning books is stupid. Mm -hmm. I think if you're trying to get a book banned, that's dumb. Maybe you're not dumb, but what you're doing is dumb. Sit down, think about what you're doing, realize it's dumb, and don't do it. Hmm. That's some good advice. Thank you. That's a good advice in more situations than just banning books. Yeah. If you're doing something dumb, think about it and stop doing that. It's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. But I want to... I want people to know I'm specifically talking about banning books right now. All right, so we're going to talk about the ones... uh, that were most challenged Have in a Snickers. 2016. That's yeah. right. So let's take a look. Eric, why don't you talk about the first one or couple? I think you've read several of these. So. Here's the thing, Nick. Yeah. You never sent me that link. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, so why don't you send me sure. the link and then you cover the first sure. one? All right. Uh, the one we're going to, uh, it's, it's banned book, banned book. 
What's happening? Bandbooksweek.org. You have my internet cable is what's happening, so I can't send it to you. Oh, jeez. Bandbooksweek.org Band is where we're at. Books. And in the About section, Week. folks, if you want to follow along at home, the About section has the 2016 Challenge book. So the first one on their list here is This One Summer, written by Mariko Tamaki and illustrated Ooh. by Jillian Tamaki. Where'd you find this? I know. The About section. Oh, About. To About. Have you read this one? Yes, this, I have. This One Summer? Yeah. All right. Do you have a guess as to why it's... Because it shows teenage life accurately, <laughs> I guess. The, and it's not even really that. It's just, um, like, it's just kind of real about some stuff. There's a girl who's in town who goes for summer. I guess it deals with like maybe parents divorce, maybe a mom trying to commit suicide, but she doesn't. Yeah. Uh, and there's other issues, but it's just kind of like it's not graphic. There's no like, there's no graphic violence. There's no graphic sex scenes. It's just these concepts mm-hmm. of real life, and you don't want teens. Uh, and like everybody kind of works through it at the end. So it's just kind of like, I feel like if you were going through some issues, reading this one summer uh, would be helpful. So yeah. it just seems like a dumb. Hmm. This is a graphic novel, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So this says it's challenged because it includes LGBT characters, drug use, and profanity. It was considered sexually explicit with mature themes. I don't think any of that. I think, I don't think anyone, it's silly. I always find that the drug use is always, that, that I think can be really slippery, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes like, I remember, well, you remember in the first Giant Days, how like mm-hmm. one of the characters tries drugs, mm-hmm. you know, and they like sort of play it for laughs and they and they mm-hmm. move on. And I thought that was sort of like there was never any like consequence or never yeah. any like you shouldn't do drugs. It was all just kind of like this is funny, yeah. you know, and they went on. The all the book show officially says don't do drugs. Yeah, we say don't do drugs. Yeah. But I thought in that book it was like it was a good book and the story and the characters were all good and everything. But I thought that one element, like I would see why parents might be concerned about that because mm-hmm. it is just played for laughs and it's a pretty serious issue. Yeah. So uh, that's hard. I don't think banning is the right way to do it. I well, mean, with giant days, I think any time like that. Life. Yeah. So that's I think any anything with like that, I mean, it's it's just about talking, yeah. you know, about making sure um, that there's an understanding yeah. there. Next on the list, I know you've also read Drama, written Hire, and illustrated yeah. by Raina Telgemeier, yep. who is like the tip tops for junior and YA graphic novels at the, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. So we have to keep buying copies of this over and over again. And yeah. you and I met her once. Had oh, a conference in Long Island. Thanks for ruining the story. Sorry. Yes, we did. We met her. So we had a good laugh. I said, "Hey, how about that drama yeah. around drama, yeah. huh?" And she so, laughed for five five minutes, minutes straight. Gave me a handshake and said, "I'm going to make a character five after minutes you." Straight. And she didn't. I sat next to her at a panel in uh, the ALA conference too. So uh-huh. it's, I sort of feel like we're very yeah. close friends. Uh, Raina Telgemeier, probably most prominently known for Smile, and then its sequel, Sisters, uh-huh. and then we had. Drama, right? Drama came next. Uh, And then uh, Ghosts. Drama came next between a bunch of uh, babysitters. Babysitters Club, Club, sure. All right, so talk a little bit about drama. Uh, Seems like it's kind of the same. Because of LGBT characters, was deemed sexually explicit, which is wrong, and was considered to have an offensive political viewpoint, which I don't see at all. It's just about how it's fun to help a production of a play. Hmm. So, Well, if your politics say that, then yeah, I find that, yeah. hold on, offensive. Okay, banned. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, did you enjoy that book? 
Uh, I recall you. Didn't no, really I didn't see really what you like did, it, but no. that wasn't because of any of that issues. It was just yeah. because I didn't think it was that great of a story. Right. I felt Have you like, read Ghosts? I, I yeah, really I like Ghosts more than Drama. Yeah, yeah, I like that one quite a bit. Um, I now, guess I could, you could say that about life too. I I would prefer Ghost over Drama. Yeah. But I'm terrified of actual scary ghosts. Are I want to hang out with like Are fun you? ghosts. No, like the good ghosts from the Frighteners. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez, the Frighteners. That's a movie. Okay. Uh, number three on the most challenged books of 2016 is George, written yeah. by Alex Gino. Uh-huh. Same sort of thing. Reasons challenged because it includes a transgender child, and the sexuality was not appropriate at elementary levels. Yes. Yeah, this one got a lot of... Uh, because it we it is kept in like a J. It's mm-hmm. not a YA book. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's aimed at a much younger level. Yeah. yeah. Have, have, I know we have this book. Has anybody ever said anything? Has it come up no. about issues with this one? No. Because okay. it seems like it did check out quite a bit, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it was also it. on a, a list for a while. I think it was up for the Newberry or something. Mm. It was, and it was uh, it was at least a finalist in the Goodreads. That's uh, correct. Choice Awards. So, so. It, it had a lot of uh, conversation around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Am Jazz is the same thing, uh, written by Jessica Herthel and Jazz Jennings. Uh, this one, we have two copies. We have... Uh, being jazz i think which is like a young adult biography and then this one uh it portrays a transgender child and because of language sex education and offensive viewpoints uh i didn't realize you could ban something for having offensive viewpoints but yeah. there you go uh i'm sorry i said there you go i meant to say there you go and i became something there. is this so this is also like a teen book would you say uh i think this one i think the reason why this one is challenged is like George is written for a younger audience. Mm, okay. So, all right. Um, the next one, number five, it's two boys kissing by David Leviathan. I mean, this one, it's funny because this has been challenged mm-hmm. forever. Cause it's an old book. Oh, and this is the list for last year. Yeah. So this one is like There's a, a couple of oldies on here. This is an annual banning. Uh, David Leviathan. I mean, if you're picking up David Leviathan, you know, you're going to be reading about uh, homosexual characters. Mm-hmm. You're going to be reading about the LGBT community. So I don't know, like, why you'd pick it up and be like, what the heck? So, uh, yeah. So, looking for Alaska. Too bad we don't have Ben Lane yeah, here. Yeah, seriously. When we did our John Green spotlight, this was his top pick. Reason? Challenge for sexually explicit scene that may lead a student to sexually Sexual. experimentation. Wow. Yeah. So I haven't read that one, so I don't know. What was that book we just learned about cannibalism? There was a, there's a book that, it was written. It's like a silly book. Oh, Shel Silverstein. One of his books, Shel Silverstein. One of his poems was banned because it promoted cannibalism. Wow. And I guess when you say like it promotes or it causes people to consider, or may lead, it's like, well, how many student, how many kids after reading that Shel Silverstein was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna eat Tim. Gosh, you look delicious. <laughs> I could have these chicken nuggets, but Tim's right there. So next on the list is Big Hard Sex Criminals. I don't know this series. Do you? This has to be a comic book, though, because it's by I know. Matt Fraction. I know. It's funny. We just talked about Matt Fraction. He wrote yeah. the Iron Man run that I liked. Yeah. And uh, illustrated by Chip Zdarsky, who illustrates Jughead. So There you go. So I don't know. So we got uh, two there. I'm going to have... Challenged because it was considered Hey, do you think I'll get in trouble if I type in Big Hard Sex Criminals into my search? I'll, I'll write you a pass. Okay. I'll write you a pass. Uh, yeah, I haven't... I haven't even heard of this graphic novel, it so is, so know, thanks banning them for now <laughs> yeah, making seriously. it. Now we're aware of the series. Yeah, it is tricky sometimes, like when ordering graphic novels, to yeah. know like what the line is, you yeah. know, because I, I sort of 
I mean, we have an adult collection of graphic novels separate uh-huh. from a juvenile collection, so there's there's a little bit of freedom in that. But it is sometimes things come in that do sort of yeah. give me pause, you know, yeah. that I'm not sure quite what to do. Yeah. So it, it can be tricky. Uh, make something up: stories you can't unread by Chuck pa- uh, Palahniuk. Reason: challenge for profanity, sexual explicitness, and being disgusting and all around offensive. Interesting. I don't. Uh, uh, I find eating at McDonald's every other day to be disgusting. Do I ban books because of that? No. I bet if you had that much McDonald's in you, you'd make some poor decisions, though. Yeah, that's don't you true. think? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read. I haven't read Chuck. Pal- how did you say his name? Palania. You want to pronounce a person's Palenia. last name off how I pronounce it? <laughs> Jeez. I know. I mean, he he writes a lot of stuff, uh, and I remember when this short story came out because it didn't get pulled. Yeah. Uh, from our normal. Uh, section because it's short stories yeah. but i haven't he's got a pretty rapid fan base so i'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure what this is about this is a tricky one but we're gonna talk about number here, nine i guess the little bill series written by bill cosby uh reason bill you know cosby. yeah bill cosby. Bill cosby. that's rated b for bill cosby yeah final book on the list eleanor, uh, which oh. we did for a book club here yeah, we sure so. did <laughs> eleanor and park by rainbow we Rowell. gave it to a bunch of seven-year-olds yeah. <laughs> no, no we did it it was a YA for adult book club. It was. But still, we featured this book quite prominently. I will say, uh, Eleanor Park by Rainbow, uh, Rainbow Rowell. Yeah. Uh, just a bunch of adults. It was still like, should I have given this to I everybody? Know. Oh, I know. Because that language. Yeah, challenge for offensive language. and Yeah. I think it's certainly like, I it, could see it, a parent being like, I don't think you should read a book with yes. that. You know, reading it but as that's a, it. an adult just is one thing. It do, is... If you don't want your kid to read, then don't. Right. Ugh. Right. So... Right. So annoying. It also, I mean, I think it's, uh, there is a lot of profanity in it, offensive language, definitely. But I also think it serves a purpose. You know, yeah. it's not like she just wanted to write a book with a lot of that kind of language in it. It's, yeah. It it really yeah. adds to your understanding of the yeah. characters and what their limitations are yeah. and wh- where they're coming from. Yeah. It's it's not for nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's Her other books aren't like that. So, like, yeah. to have that... Um, yeah, I think the only time I've ever read something that's like 75% offensive language and coarse language that didn't need to be in there was your uh, memoir and your sailing years. Me. Yeah. The, yeah. the two years you took just sailing around the world. Yeah. I just kept reading them like, just talk more about the sea. You don't have to I thought, swear so much. Yeah. I thought seriously though, I thought me Earl and the dying girl was a little, was pushing it a little bit. Yeah. Cause it, that I didn't really feel like did add much. You know, and that seemed like just well, for the I sake think, of... I think it was trying... If we talk about Mio and the Dying Girl being a uh, counter move against something like The Fault in Our Stars, yeah. then I think where where those that are like, maybe our forever, maybe, maybe is our forever, mm-hmm. or okay is our forever is what it is. And, you know, all that like, very like, only The Fault in Our Stars will, you know, this very like flowery language. Yeah. I think maybe he's like, all right, let me show you the opposite of yeah. that. And he did. Yeah. So. Like how in Ender's Game they say fart 600 times. Yeah, you're so stupid Same about Ender's guy. Game. <laughs> I, I had you that know coming. what? I had that coming. Nick you're Gunning? Right. You're right. Banned. Oh, no. Banned. I'm the, yeah. I'm the library director. You're, you're the banned library director on the run. Oh, darn it. That's going to be difficult. Yeah. That's going to be hard to do my work. Yeah. I'll find a way. So. I'll find a way. All right. Anything else you'd like to say on this topic? No, not really. Okay. I, well. I hate banning books. As always, we encourage reading. We yeah. discourage censorship. 
Uh, it's good to be informed about what you're reading, I yeah. think. It's good to inform your children about what they're reading. Yeah. Uh, and we have a lot of resources on that. And we have a lot of these books. So if you're curious about yeah. why mm-hmm. some of these things are happening uh, and you want to know more is about it, required it we've reading, got it here. Is that why they have to ban them? Because if it's required reading in a class, then the kid is going to fail whatever. And then... Could it's be. because so they're like I, no well ban it so my kid doesn't have to fail because sure I don't want that, him reading yeah. this but I feel like I'm sure there are situations where that's the true I don't think that's the that just seems the, like easily discussed like I don't want my son reading this if you fail him don't I, if, I don't you, know. if you fail him don't yeah if you fail him don't I guess there yeah it's I not an that, easy situation in that but yeah. uh, it's just so I yeah I'm gonna calm down okay I'm not I'm not the kind of person that can easily defend this stuff anyway so all right. Well, like I said, we have the books. We have resources. You can always check out band, bandbooksweek.org uh, online or uh, same handle on Twitter if you want to uh, find out a little bit more about it. Yeah. Um, let's get political right now. I want to talk about it. some let's things that I do want to ban. No. Let's talk about library news. All right. Book clubs are reading The American Assassin book by uh-huh. uh, Vince Flynn. So if right. you want to read that. Ooh, you know what? Not great. I actually banned that because of it not being great quality. Because it's not good. Yeah. Uh, and then... For our one of our Halloween picks this year, we're doing Joyce Carol Oates' Jack of Spades, yeah. which she told me a very interesting story about when she was here. Yeah. So I will share that at the book club. Yeah. A little bit of intrigue there. I'm going to call her up right now. Yeah. Deep, 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 deep. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. I don't have her number. I do, but I'm not going to use it. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can join us for either of those book clubs. Okay. That's coming up. It's History Week also here at the David A. Howe Public Library. Yeah. The exhibition room is filling up with a lot of exciting stuff. We've got some of our pocket watches out. Yep. We've got a quilt. Yeah. From the Civil War, we've mm-hmm. got Abraham Lincoln memorabilia. Yeah. That's just the library display. I liked the... Uh, There's a million others. I so like the bath bead section, where you had to take just the hot bath and try out different bath beads. Okay, and that's not here. That's I don't know what where you did that. But that was in the library. I don't think so. That was last night. After hours? Well, I've, are we open at 2 a.m.? No. Then yeah, it would be after hours. Weird. I, I think you You're should... telling me that's not a library-sanctioned program? No, check the flyer. Check the flyer, because okay. it's not... Uh, so you can check out any of those. We have uh, different guest lectures in the auditorium every night this week, kick offing, kicking off <laughs> with Craig Brack on the 26th. That's 7.30 down in the auditorium. And then we have something Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Coming up, we have uh, John Denver musical tribute on October 12th. Yeah. And then we have author Naomi Shihab Nye coming on the 27th of October. And Captain Underpants. And so many more things. October yeah. is a really busy month for us. Yeah. So check it out. Hey, I, I just read David that flyer. Library.org. I just yeah. read that flyer. Yeah. You're right. Joke it flyer. was actually a beating class oh. in Bath, New York. Really? Yes. So you just came here and used that gross old tub upstairs. Yes, the one that's basically a board and yeah. not a drain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's gross. You yeah. should. You should. I'm not sure what those doctor. beads were then. You should get on an antibiotic right away. <laughs> I put those in. The, what I put happen. those in the water, and they definitely dissolved. Weird. So, that was weird. And yeah. they did smell like honeydew. That was uranium. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So look out. That explains the vomiting. Anything the you glowing? want to talk about library-wise? <laughs> library news? Yeah. You want uh, me just, I could just cut you off. That's fine. I think that's what we'll do. Okay. All right. Join us next week for episode 111. Radio. We'll see you then.